This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. What's your take on MQLs versus SQLs? Um, so for, for folks that aren't really thinking about this, um, MQL is a marketing qualified lead and SQL is sales qualified lead. And so the difference between the two at every company is a little bit nuanced, a little bit different. And MQL is you know full contact information and uh, and maybe a couple buying questions in there that can be confirmed. Uh, that then usually goes to an inside sales team or a, cust- uh, a conference or excuse me a call center, and uh, and then it gets further qualified to become a sales qualified lead. Now, sales qualified lead generally is: Do you have uh, the pain? Do you have the budget? Is this a priority? And do you, are you in the power position of being able to make authority authority? to be able to make the decision, the purchasing decision. So that's a sales qualified lead. So I, I don't want to talk badly about salespeople, but let me talk badly about them. <laughs> salespeople are lazy. Okay. And when I mean lazy, I'm talking about capital L lazy. Um, and, and if you got to think about it like this, when you put a drop of water on a plate and then you tilt the plate, water always, this is physics 101, water displaces to the lowest point. Salespeople, men or women, old or young, doesn't matter. They want the sale to be easy. They actually want the sale to be less than easy. They want it to be automatic. So when they get what's called an SQL, they want to be able to call that person, show them some software, send over a contract, contract gets signed, sale gets signed, they get a commission, they go buy a car, done. And, and, and it doesn't work that way. That's why there's this all, this conflict, and, and it's an inherent conflict of what is qualified lead. And so they, you start, take the marketing and sales off of that for just a moment, and what you're dealing with is what is a qualified lead. And again, this is a collaboration. Again, marketing is subservient to sales. Everything leads to sales. When we think about marketing qualified leads, what is that? We can get more of them quantity-wise, but we're going to get less data on them. Or we can get less of them, but get more data points on them. You know, what's more important at that company at that time for those sales? And I always like when marketing owns inside sales. And and it it's one of those bits where um, you've already owned all the way up to that point. Go ahead and extend it over and then ask some qualified questions and further qualify it and make it a real substantive mm. quality lead and right. then pass it over to sales. Like go further and make sure it's really qualified because really if an MQL for most people, it's just data. That's all it is. That'd mean anything. It's not even qualified. Like it's just data. Okay. Yeah. They're a company of this size. They have this title. Well, 
that's just data. That doesn't mean anything because again, do you know anything about the power of the budget, the authority the brain? You don't know any of those things and salespeople want it easy. So there's an, an, an inherent conflict between the two marketing wants it to be easy. They just want to get the data, throw it over and that's not necessarily great for sales. Now, salespeople are lazy and they're always going to want more. They're going to want it to be more qualified. So even even if you took over inside sales and you asked a couple probative questions, which is great, you should do that if you can, they're still going to want it more qualified. They don't want to waste any time on anything that's not qualified. I don't hate them for that. Because there's an opportunity cost for the company. I'm not thinking about the sales uh, woman or the salesman at this point, salesperson. There's an opportunity cost that that that's lost, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with that conflict. But what as marketers, what we have to realize when they set some audacious goals and things like that of marketing qualified leads, we need to collaborate with sales and actually get on the same page of okay, what do you want? What do you really need us to do? All right, we got the content side, like, you know, all of these activities, the events and all that stuff, like they need to be a part of that. They need to make, we need to make sure that they're on board yeah. with those things. We don't need to do stuff that's against sales. Okay. We got that. But when it comes to leads, just sitting down with the sales leaders and sitting down with the sales people and just going, okay, let's just get the baton pass you know, really worked out. Like, what do you need us to do? And if it's one more question, that's fine. But understand one more question is going to, it's going to lower the number that we can get, or we're going to have to spend more money to get that. Either way, are you okay with that? Like if they tell, if they tell you in marketing, we need, we need those questions. So now on MQL is not just that that data of company size and zip code and all that other stuff, but it's some of these buying questions. And that becomes a marketing qualified lead. That's cool. That's a winnable game if you've talked to them and you've agreed that we're going to have to spend more money to get that either in people or in uh, technology or just in media spend. We're going to have to get, we're going to spend more money. We're we're fine with that. Like we can spend more money if that's what you want. Yeah. So I'm being quiet for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm listening to you and I agree probably close to a hundred percent, if not a hundred, but maybe a little less than a hundred. Okay. And I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of the conversations that we have with people on where the issue is, right? Where, where that, that gap is, we, right. which you're describing very well, but I don't know that they have a solution because they, they don't talk to sales. Yeah. Well, they, right. They don't talk to sales about it or right. they, they, they don't talk properly to yep. sales about it. I, and I think, and, and this is just in, in my opinion, but I, I think there are two, maybe there's more, but I, I think I'm looking at two, two different ways that this could go down. One is the short term fix, which is what you're talking about, which mm-hmm. ultimately becomes a long term right. fix. Right. But it, it closes that gap. What do you want? Understand it. Define it. You want more, you're going to get less. You want less, you're going to get more. The work yeah. shift, balance moves over right. to one side or the other. But what I think is is missing in that, and you know, I don't know how you feel about it. I think I know how you feel about it, 
is the 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 marketing ownership of education and content and all that stuff all, all that simple stuff that we talk about content marketing everything gets lumped into that right but longer term over the course of a you know a, a lot of years that's right you know educating the market and i know that gets lumped in with this you know all the shark tank crap and all that but it's it's real it is it's real and, and when a lifetime when a, value yeah and when, yeah, when when a company invests in that lifetime value and they're, and they're building content they're building resources they're working and some we were talking about something earlier around uh, creating certifications right for users and things like that and you're you're helping with that adoption and bringing them all the way through that changes sales but it's not overnight no it's not overnight so no. then you can take a, an MQL that has four data points and flip that over to sales right. because somewhere in between, you know, not engaging with the company and getting to those four data points, uh-huh. they had 30 different touches right. of content and education. So what ready you, to buy. So or, what you're explaining is the DNA of a purchase. Right. So what, what did it take to get to a purchase? Right. Um, in the history of working with vendors, my history of working with vendors, I only found one firm. Mm-hmm. that knew exactly what it took to create a purchase, the levers, mm-hmm. three newsletters, two webinars, five webinars. They knew what it was. They knew exactly what yeah. it was. They knew to the T and they spent money accordingly. Um, I think, you know, backing up to the MQL versus it's, it's not a versus. And it's kind of the, the as we started the conversation, we started off in kind of yeah. a false premise. It's, it's a, an agreement and collaboration. And I think where, where we fail as marketers is we try to dictate what an MQL is. Yeah. Instead of going to salespeople and sales leadership, you know, and being a part of the SKO, et cetera, where we basically say, hey, listen, we can deliver what you need to be delivered. Like, like yeah. We, we can do that. And we're going to do it both in the short term and to your point over the long term because then it might not buy in that month or that six months, or even that year, but three years later, because they've been educated through this entire time, they're aware of our brand, they yeah. love us, they already have a predisposition to working with us, and then they buy. And they saw us at a conference and got a coffee mug. Again, you solve for that DNA That's by right. asking people and keeping track. It's like source of hire. Yeah. You know, you, you want to know the source of hire so that you can make good yeah. business decisions. It's the same thing. It's a DNA thing. You're trying to figure out the DNA of a buy. But MQL versus SQL, you start with collaboration. Yeah. And you think of it as a collaborative, kind of a fluid thing that, you know, isn't carved in, in marble as much as it is, listen, we might need to do quarter to quarter and think about these or, or year to year. We just realign and, and make sure that we're deliver, delivering the things that you love and that make sales uh, easier. Let's just call it what it is. We want to, we want to, in marketing, help, help enable sales. That helps the company. That, that's good for yeah. everybody in the company. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story that broke my heart years ago is I was working with a marketer, and uh, and she, she was fantastic, really, really good marketer. And she was going to events, and she was, you know, taking, the, taking all of the data, and she'd, uh, you know, purify the data and, you know, do all the email appending, and she was just really, really good. 
and uh, she pulled everything and expect back then it was just Excel spreadsheets. And after she got everything cleaned, she'd pass it over to sales. So I'm out at lunch with uh, their sales leader and a couple sales at that point, sales guys. And, uh, you know, they'd already know what work I was doing more clandestine than anything else. And so I, I said something, I said, well, you know, what are you, I mean, the leads that come from marketing, like, tell me a little bit about that. And to a tune, all three of them looked at me. He's like, leads that come from, oh, no, we just delete that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And my heart sank because here she's doing a great job. And B, I mean, these guys didn't even take it seriously. Like they would get the Excel spreadsheet, delete. They wouldn't even open it up. And that, that's trust, right? That's that's they need to trust marketing, and marketing yeah. needs to trust sales. Well, how do you get trust? You got to communicate. You got to build a relationship. You got to do all that stuff. But you got to collaborate. Got to care enough to walk across the aisle, not tear up speech. Uh, <laughs> but you got to you, you you do you as a marketer, you literally have to cross the aisle and say, "Hey, care deeply uh, about what we're providing for you." Right. And if it changes next month, fantastic. It changes next month. Like, all right. But what do you need? What's going to make this better for the company? And that's better for the salespeople. And if we think like that, then they'll take us seriously. And they'll take our leads seriously. And so that production line doesn't get deleted. And all that hard work and all that money that's spent and all that stuff I mean, it broke my heart. I've told that story a couple different times. It broke my heart because she was literally one of the best marketers I'd work with. And the salespeople did not. And it wasn't a, a gender thing. I, I actually tried to probe that to see if, it, if I did the same thing with them. And I did. If they would treat it differently and they would they just didn't trust marketing. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com. 